and it was the first time that I'd done something for myself for a long, long time where I wasn't mum or I wasn't the helper at work or I wasn't representing people at court or I wasn't the support worker for people going through various different addictions. I was just going to be me. Have you ever wondered how successful businesses and thought leaders keep landing those big media opportunities and keep the buzz going around what they're up to? It's not just by chance. They're all using the power of storytelling. I'm Nicola J. Rowley, and with over 25 years in the media as both a journalist and PR expert, I'm here to help you unlock the story potential for both you and your brand. Everything starts with a story. This is the Power of Storytelling podcast. Well, hello there. It's great to have you with us today. We're going to be talking all things high performance. How do you get to become the best possible version of yourself so that you can live as successful a life as possible? Really stepping into your true potential because we all have an amazing amount of potential, but sometimes we need to learn how to unlock it, find those hidden gifts that we have so that we can become the best possible version of ourselves. And I'm delighted to be joined today by the wonderful Charlotte Carter, who is a high performance coach. I've worked with Charlotte and she is absolutely fabulous at being able to unpick what might be going on with your mindset, what might be holding you back from putting yourself forward. And I think so often when it, when it comes to PR, when it comes to doing those storytelling projects, to putting ourselves out there in a much bigger way, mind monkeys can come out to play. And this is where Charlotte comes in. So Charlotte, it's brilliant to have you with us today. Thanks, Nick. I'm super excited to be on this. I know we've chatted about it for a while now, so it's good that we're here doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we talk about mind monkeys and how they can derail us sometimes. What's your story in terms of how the mind monkeys actually derailed you for a long time? Because you didn't start out as, right, I'm going to become a high performance coach. I'm I'm actually going to just go for a, my life in all the ways I possibly can. There were some things that were holding you back. So take us through that. Yeah. So my story and the mindset monkeys, the main ones that I think were holding me back was the not good enough thread. So I was forever looking for external proof and external validation for who I am and some sort of praise and some sort of well done, you are enough. And that kind of was formed in the guise of qualifications. So my story came from the teachers telling me that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't going to come to anything to me kind of proving them wrong in that validation piece around multiple qualifications Um, which are great now in my business because I've got a wealth of a toolkit. But that was kind of the journey I went on in various guises, really, to bring me to where I am today. And I think lots of our listeners will resonate with you and your journey because you reached a point, you'd gone through a career, you were doing all the things and you were helping an awful lot of people because you've always been about how can I give back? How can I help others? But there came a point where you actually had to question, who am I? Who actually am I standing in front of this mirror right now? Who is looking back at me? What was that point? 
point for you and when did things start to shift and change? Yeah, so that was a point where I was going to a new opportunity for myself. So I was going to be a run leader for a a women's charity um, running group and there was an opportunity and it was the first time that I'd done something for myself for a long, long time where I wasn't mum or I wasn't the helper at work or I wasn't representing people at court or I wasn't the support worker for people going through various different addictions. I was just going to be me. And that whole day and that whole process of when I was working out what I was going to wear and how I was going to show up was I looked in the mirror and I'd lost sight of who I actually was when I wasn't playing all the roles and doing all the things for other people. And that was kind of like my big aha moment and the big point in life really where the trajectory of my life completely changed and now I help people uncover their identity because that's kind of what I'd lost. And at that point where you you weren't sure what to wear to go along to this running meeting like catching up with all the other mums did that set off a catalyst for you then to hang on a second, other things need to change. It's not because it's never just one thing, is it? It, It's kind of like a chain of events that we have to go through if we're going to work on our mindset. I think in that moment, it was like the classic epiphany moment where it's like everything has to change. And I think if I bring it back around to mindset, it's very much a classic that a lot of people have, which is called the all or nothing mindset, where you've gone all in on something or you're not in on it. So I have that as a thread and a lot of high performers have that as a thread because they're very driven and they're out to achieve. So when you have these moments where you're like, this isn't quite working or fear is holding me back or there's something and I feel quite stuck, it's great because the ripple effect is that you're going to change a lot of things at the the same time because you're going to start working on one piece and then the next and the next. Before you know it, you've changed your habits, your whole perception of yourself and your whole identity. Which is incredible. But It can feel like quite a scary journey to go on because you're, hang on a second, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to. So what is the best way to do that for anyone listening right now that's thinking, well, hang on a second. I know I need to change a few things or I need to tweak a few things, but how do I get started with that? Because actually it feels huge and I'm a little bit scared right now. Yeah, I think the first thing is to acknowledge that it's quite, it is massive and fear will take a hold. So my first question is always breathe because a lot of people, when they find something overwhelming, they hold their breath and like, I don't know. And then they shrink back and before they know it, they've stayed where they were. They don't necessarily have that space to take the first steps. So I'd say breathe. And then I'd also spin in the positive psychology of like, let's just take stock and look at what is working well. Before we go and change everything, let's look at what bits of your life or your business or your health relationships that are actually flying. Because some people go into changing so, so much and actually some of the good stuff is already there and we want to make sure we keep hold of that. And once you start to reflect and see, okay, yeah, these pieces of my life, these bits are working okay, now I feel more confident and more courageous to take the steps and do the changes in the areas that I actually felt scary about before. Yeah, so take it one step at a time and look at each of the different elements. What are the elements that you would focus on as part of this? So the first element I'd focus on is your health and well-being. So I'd look at the wellness because if you're not protecting your health and your well-being, then everything's going to feel harder and you're not going to necessarily have the energy to do some of the changes. 
So I always say start with that. Then I would say start, look at your brilliance, what's your zone of genius, what are the things that you love doing, where's your passion? Because a, you know, successful life where you want change, if you've got your passion undermining it, you're going to go far. And then I would look at your habits. What does your daily life look like? What does your weekly routine look like? Within that, let's look at your boundaries and let's look at how easy it is for you to say no to things. They're big pieces. And then I would also look at things like your mindset and your rituals because your mindset as a whole will hold you back even if you're looking at all the other things so what are the stories that you're telling yourself in your head what are the thoughts that are still carrying on that aren't even true and that's where I do a real deep dive on the mindset piece. So obviously we're on the power of storytelling podcast but these are stories that you're actually telling to yourself to stop yourself from actually being able to move forward and to shine as big as you possibly can. So there's many stories that hold people back and they kind of all come under the guise of fear. So the biggest ones with storytelling are fear of failure, fear of success and fear of judgment. So if you're listening and either of those three are ringing true, then it's the invitation is to explore your mindset about which are the stories that are holding you back under whichever fear feels the biggest for you at this moment in time. Now, once you'd actually done all of the work that you did, and I know it takes time, it's not something you can just click your fingers and all of a sudden overnight, you're going to have this like laser focused mindset that's going to get you to where you want to be. Am I right in thinking it's like an onion, like you are taking off the layers and there's bit by bit by bit and it's a continuous kind of work in motion as it were. Yeah, there's kind of like the pieces around exploring, resolving and transforming the old you and the old stories and you get to a place that feels really quite vulnerable because you've kind of lost the old identity and then it's a place of building up who you really want to be and what are the things that you want to bring in and a lot of people like to jump to that piece but there's no space if you jump to that piece so you've got to peel back your layers and you've got to understand the stories that are holding you back then also how you can spin them to propel you forward in terms of your story I know it was a a long-held dream that you were going to become a personal trainer and it stayed with you for so many years was that as part of that journey was that also the mindset that you needed to be in so that you could actually then go on and qualify and, and become a fully fledged personal trainer. Yeah, I think there's things where you have or people have long uh, standing ambitions or aims or goals. The mindset will hold them back as to show many many reasons of why they're not going to go for them. So my like 30 year span of not training as a PT was well I'm going to just go and get my degree first and then I'm going to have the family. And then I'm not going to do it because it's my hobby and I, I don't want to not, and I don't want to bring my hobby into the business. And it was all stories and stories and stories until I got to a place of actually, this is what I'd really like to give myself permission for. So my mindset piece was all around permission, permission to do something for myself that actually I really love. At that point where you put yourself forward, you got the certificate and you're holding it in your hand for that first time and you're like, I'm a fully 
fledged qualified personal trainer. How did that feel for you? I say to people around this inner knowing and the place around coming back home to yourself. So when you achieve something, whatever it may be in life that you have always yearned for or dreamed of, there's like this inner satisfaction. So you part of you is jumping for joy externally, but there's an inner, inner piece that's a bit like, hey, do you know what? The girl did good. So there's a piece within you inside that is bigger than anything else, really. And nobody else sees that piece. Talk me through that moment where you kind of realized, actually, yeah, you know what? I've done this because I think you're really good at answering kind of questions when they're talking about other people because you're so used to focusing on everyone else rather than yourself but how did that actually feel how did that translate in terms of your emotions so in terms of my emotions there's a there's like a real um emotional outburst if like a release so there was a release in terms of I got quite upset about it I got quite like I wanted to share with people who were close to me I felt like I had achieved something that people told me I never would. So there was a bit like I'd love to, you know, the conversation, I'd love to go back to the teachers and just say, by the way, look here. So then there was a bit of that sort of wry humour and wanting to prove yourself in a very different way. And so the feelings are a very mixed bag. They're a real deep contentment. And like I was quite emotional, but also a very much a propelling forward of like, if you can do this, you can do anything. So it's like an acknowledgement and also a massive driver. And that, I guess, is so important when it comes down to high performance. And when we're looking at becoming the best possible version of ourselves, like really just expressing all of the things that you need to express within that moment and having those emotions as you need to have them. And I think there's there's so much around high performance that people might think it's about, you know, doing and achieving and go, go, go. But actually high performance is about understanding how you perform in all areas of your life, emotionally being one of the biggest ones. So letting yourself feel all the feels whatever they are for you without judgment. When you allow yourself to do that, then you're the true performer and you get to basically guide the performance of your life. Which is so important because then you know and you accept that you are in the driving seat, not someone else, not, uh, you know, someone else telling you that, oh, I think that's what you should do or someone else saying, "Mm, yeah, I wouldn't do it like that. It's trusting yourself to be able to just follow your own path isn't it yeah there's a massive piece around ownership and personal responsibility and I think sometimes it's so easy to be guided by other people that you're inspired by but ultimately the biggest inspiration comes from within and when you can build your trust and own who you are and understand how you work because that's what you've got to navigate because you're the one that's going to understand that like no one else and not get derailed then that allows you to really step into getting a handle on your mindset, understanding your energy, and then taking action. Yeah. The action part, getting a handle on your energy, really, really important. I think so many people, when it comes to thinking about, right, okay, I want to be seen in the media, or I want to be out there in a much bigger way, but do I? Or, you know, they they kind of almost, they have that kind of freeze response because, they're worried what people are going to say. They're worried that people are going to think, oh, that's just an ego trip. You just want to talk about yourself all the time. And they're also worried that they're going to get a negative reaction from trolls, 
online as well. And I know that this was a big part for you as well when it came to being seen in the media. You very much had to work your way through this in order to come out the other side and be able to feel comfortable with putting yourself forward. Yeah, and I think there's um, a human need for belonging. So what happens throughout some people who are, you know, a little bit nervous or scared or fearful of being visible in whatever guise that is, it's because for on some level, subconscious or conscious, it feeds into this need of belonging. And there will be places where you go out there and there's going to be people that don't resonate with you and, and that's going to be noticeable. So it's going to like trigger this piece around belonging. So that's what hides a lot of people that I come into contact with, this underlying belonging thread. And that's where I was for certain. I was in the space of my stories and my limiting beliefs as a child were like, keep still, keep your energy to yourself, stop fidgeting, stop, you know, larking about and showing all your energy and so when I started uncovering who I really was with all of this energy it was like well maybe I'm going to have all of those pieces and those stories come up so I worked through them and then it's like no I'm going to be who I am because I trust who I am and I own who I am and it's that piece that's how they're all so intertwined. It's so important to remember that though but equally so easy to get taken off that path because oh look, there's something over there or someone's promising me something over there. So therefore I'm going to go over there. Whereas it's, you almost need to be really laser focused with what it is that you want to achieve, how it is you want to get there. And then really focusing on taking one step after the other to move yourself forward. Is that the best way to start looking at everything, Charlotte? I think some of the things is if you are listening and you know you are uh, in the space of FOMO shows up quite a lot for you, fear of missing out or shiny object or comparisonitis, then the piece of work to think about is around the not good enough thread. They show up for some reason that you are feeling not good enough or not capable enough or not enough of something, whatever it is. So that's the first piece. If you're in that space, I would look at. But ultimately, I look at it in terms of understanding the stories that you're telling yourself and which ones are even true. And then once you've got a list of the ones that are even true, how can you work on them to either propel you forward in the way that you want or unpick them if they're not the truth that you want to keep hold of? I always think that one of the most important ways that we can use storytelling is that we can impact other people's lives through talking about our journeys. And your journey has been really quite inspiring from you going from not knowing who you were, not knowing what your identity was, to where you are now. And you're coaching kind of multi-six, seven, sometimes eight-figure business owners into getting into that way of looking at things that keeps them really centered, but also keeps them on the right trajectory in terms of being able to feel into their their true power. For you, when you look back at where you were to where you are now, how do you kind of take that on board? Because that 
in itself requires quite a lot of mindset to be like, yeah, this has been an amazing journey and every stage has been really pivotal and as important as the next. And I think it always comes back to trusting that you are exactly where you're meant to be on your journey in this moment. So every part of your journey teaches you different guises. And I think once you understand yourself, you know how you can create the next part of the path that's going to help you. So there's a lot of around forgiveness, permission and acceptance of the past and celebration. And then equally the same for the future. But ultimately, the best control is what you've got right here, right now in the moment. Yeah, completely. And I think it is. It's about honouring the fact that you've been on that journey. You've taken the steps that you have done but every single step has culminated in where you are now. And I think sometimes this can be a tendency of people thinking that they, you know, would like to have been further on in their journey, or if they'd have made this choice, then they might have been in this place. And I always sort of reflect back to people that actually, you wouldn't be who you are right now if you hadn't had the experiences that you had to date. And it may be that your like best outcome that you even, haven't even think about is just around the corner. Yes, because we never know what's going to happen next. So it is always about thinking, do you know what? I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. I can't wait to see that next stage of the journey. And I'm excited about it. And I'm looking forward to it. And whatever happens... I will embrace it as I go along. Charlotte, it's been brilliant talking to you today. Um, How can people find you? How can they find out more about what it is that you do? So I have an Instagram page, Charlotte underscore high performance coach. You can send me a DM, message me there. And my business is called High Performance Activator Limited. The website is www.hpactivator.com. And that's how you can find out all about what the company offers and the services, um, whether you want to work with me one-to-one or in the group coaching programs. And we'll pop everything into the show notes so that if you want to connect with Charlotte, you absolutely can. Thank you so much for being with us today, Charlotte. It's been absolutely brilliant. And don't forget, if you are thinking, am I ready for PR? Is PR what I want to do next? Do I really want to be seen in the media so that I can go on and have a greater impact? Then why don't you take our free quiz, pr-quiz.com, and you will get a free PDF uh, downloaded report that will tell you what areas you might need to focus on, what you might need to look at. But until next time on the Power of Storytelling podcast, we'll see you then.